One of the first words that God gave me was Exodus 25, verse 8. And I thought I would start there. Exodus 25, verse 8. This is what the Lord told me uh, right when we started. He said, have them make a sanctuary for me. And I will dwell among them. Maybe you remember the old, uh, the old movie that said, build it and they will come. But I felt like the Lord said, if you'll build me a house, I'll dwell there. I'll come. I'll, I'll show up there. And this has always been a house of his presence. This has always been a house that has uh, had a high priority on worship, prayer, and the teaching of God's word. And uh, always that I can honestly say that I've, I've over the years, year, year after year after year, Sunday after Sunday, God has dwelt with us. God has met with us in this house. Anybody else? Does anybody have that testimony? I mean, just word after word, week after week, song after song, the Lord has ministered to us in this place. And and we've done all we could to follow that pattern. That's what he goes on to say in verse 9. He said, make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I will show you. And so we've, we've, we've never really consulted other churches or... Uh, check the the temperature of the world or what's going on out there in the in the church world or in the you know in the natural world we we've really tried to follow the holy spirit because because i knew that if 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 we could hear from heaven and get his pattern for city light church all things were going to be possible can i get an amen and so so uh this has been our endeavor it will continue to be our endeavor um and uh we we only want to do more of what we've already been doing, feeding more people, helping more people, reaching more people, seeing more people come to Christ, and, um, and I'm excited. I, and I just want to say this, too, as I get into this. I'm, I'm so proud of you. The, the faith that I have felt over the last three weeks uh, has been astounding. Um, just to, to watch people lean in. I've been in a series about generosity leading into an offering, and just to watch people, their excitement, their expectation. Um, I, am, I am one proud pastor because it is amazing to see your faith. So I want you to give yourself a big hand today, and uh, it's awesome. I want to I ask uh, or answer one more question today as we go into this offering, and it's this. Why are we building? Why are we doing this? Why are we endeavoring to jump into a well over $15 million project? Like, yo, what are we doing this for? And, uh, and I want to answer that with, with three answers today. And here's the first. Um, land matters to God. That's right. Land matters to God. I'm going to say some things that maybe you've never heard before, and that's good. You should come to church and learn. And, um, and, and. I don't know. I just thought, what would I want a pastor to tell me if we're, if we're entering into this? And I thought, this is what I would want to hear. So I'm going I'm to try to do that for you. Land matters to God. You got to understand that, that um, this was God's first gift to man. God's first gift to Adam was not Eve. It was Eden. God's first gift to Adam was not a woman. It was dirt. Think about that. God created dirt, and then he took dirt, and he created man, created man out of the dirt, and then gave him dirt. 
Because God was saying, I, I already have a place called heaven. That's my place. Yeah. But I'm going to give you a place. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule up here and you're going to rule down there. Psalm 115 says that the heavens, the highest heavens, those belong to God. But the earth he's given to the children of men. And so earth is a gift and land is a gift to his people. This is what he says in Genesis chapter 2. I'm actually going to go to verse 8. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put a man he had formed. God said, I'm going to give you a place to dwell, to lead, and to steward. And then, like you read the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, it's just all about land. It starts with the garden and ends with a city. It's just land, land, land. Even, even this earth, it's not like this earth is just going to go away. It's going to be refined and purified and then glorified. We'll, we'll always be on this planet. You need to understand that. Well, one day I'm going to go to heaven. Yeah, one day you're going to go to heaven and then you're going to be resurrected and we're going to come back to this earth. It's like this isn't going anywhere. And look what God says to Abraham in Genesis 12.1. The Lord said to Abraham, go to a country. I go from your country, from your people, and from your father's household to the land I'll show you. God says, I've got a land for you. He goes on to say in Genesis 13.17, go walk through the length and the breadth of the land. I'm giving you that. I'm giving you land. And then he tells Moses in Exodus chapter 3, he says, I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up to that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. God's into land. Yeah. Think about when, when Jesus was tempted by the devil. Stones, land, a temple mount, land, mountains, land. Every temptation was connected to real estate. Now, now think about this. The apostle Paul tells us in our New Testament that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. I'm not your problem. You're not my problem. Your spouse isn't your problem. Come on, somebody. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. What's a principality? It is a prince over a palatee. A palatee is a state or a region or an area. So the Apostle Paul says that for every state, region, or area, for every city, for every palatee, there is a prince. And we're wrestling against that prince, against that power, against that ruler of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of weakness in heavenly places. Now, I don't preach on this scripture every week, and we don't talk about the devil every week, but you just need to know that for every region, there is a yeah. prince assigned to that region. Yeah. That's why Dallas feels different than Vegas, and Vegas feels different than Seattle, and Seattle feels different than Miami, and Miami feels different than New York, and New York feels different than London, and London feels different than Paris, and Paris feels different than Jerusalem, and Jerusalem, right? Because they all have different principalities. Yeah powers over that place so when we take on land that prince in power of the air loses authority over that airspace because when you buy land i don't know if you know this but when you buy land you own that land from the core of the earth to infinity as high as it can go so the acreage that we now own no longer belongs to the devil They're the prince of palady No longer, so we're, we're taking, so the, the principality over this city is sin city. 
But now as we take ground, that's why we call this series Taking Ground, because as we take ground, we're taking land back for the kingdom of God. Think about that acreage. We'll never have a casino, never have a strip club, never have a marijuana store, never have a liquor store. Come on. Until Jesus comes back, that land will be a house of God. That's pretty amazing. And think about this, that land's never been touched. God has had that land for us for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And different people have owned that land and different people have bought that land. But for some reason, no one has ever built on that land because it was our land. All right, so land matters to God. Buildings matter to God. Buildings matter to God. Well, you know, Jabin, the church is not a building. Okay, okay. <sighs> Let me say this. People say the church isn't a building. Um, I, I disagree. It is a building, but of course it's more than a building. Of course it's more than a building. But it's also a building. It just is. And, and more than that, the church is a gathering. That's right. yeah. And God has a preferred way for the people to gather. Yeah. And it's in buildings. God delivered Israel from Egypt. And, and the first thing he tells Moses is, this is, we just read it, Exodus 25, build me a tabernacle. Build me a place. Because the command to Pharaoh was let my people go so they can go worship. But there was no definition yet. What's that worship going to look like? Yeah. What's that place going to look like? Well, then we find out. It's going to happen in a tabernacle. It's going to happen in a sanctuary. Yeah. It's going to happen in a place. God has a place. And he was very particular about how it's going to be built. Because mm-hmm. right. he, he cared about it. Because he was, he, was, he was thoughtful about it. This, this matters to God. And then we, we get on now to the temple And this is different because in the tabernacle, God says, build me a tabernacle. Build me a sanctuary. But now with the temple, look what it says in 1 Chronicles 28 too. I had it in my heart to build a house. Think about this. I had it in my heart to build a house as a place of rest for the Ark of the Covenant. Watch this. The the first one was a command. The second one came from David's heart. David said, it's in my heart to build God a house. And, and there's more definition of this in 1 Kings chapter 8 when God says, and that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a good thing to build God a house. God says, I'll get behind that. I'll, I'll finance that. I'll bless that. Yeah. I'm into that. I like that. God didn't tell David to build him a house. It was in David's heart. Think about that. Because buildings matter to God. He goes on to say in 1 Chronicles 22, 7, I had it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. And then here's God's promise to that house that David built, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 15. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer in that place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. I place uh, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. Now think about that. David said, it's in my heart. Now God says, it's in my heart. Wow. So good. God's in the buildings. He just is. 
Look what he goes on to say now, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. This is the house of God. You need to know that. It's not just concrete and walls and carpet. This is the house. When the people of God gather in a place and they sanctify it unto the Lord, it becomes the house of God, a pillar in the community, a pillar of truth in the community. Jesus would go on to say, now Matthew 16, and on this rock I'll build my church. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, or whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I want to live my entire life building the only thing Jesus is building. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, I'm going to be a church builder. Look me up in 20 years, I'm going to be building church. Look me up in 40 years, I'm going to be building church. This is all, I'm a church builder. Well, you're a church builder because you're a senior pastor. I've been a church builder. I've been building church. I've been serving the house of God since I got born again. And, and it has done nothing but propel my life, bless my life, expand my life, improve my life, grow my life. It, it, it has done nothing but good for me to be in the house of God. And I'm just never going back away from that. So, so land matters to God. Buildings matter to God. But here's, here's what it really comes down to. It's because people matter to God. We're not building a building to sit empty. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? We're not going to build a big building, millions of dollars, put temple in front of it, and be like, yo, that's for God, man. That's for... No, no, no. It's Because it's not about that. It's about a place where people gather. God cares about people. God loves people. God loves people more than land. God loves people more than buildings. So it's, it's, it, there's a spiritual thing that happens when we take on land and take on buildings. But here's the whole purpose, the whole purpose of influence, the whole purpose of this building, the whole purpose of why we're doing this, the whole purpose for Miracle Offering is to reach more people. It's all about people. It's all about your family. It's all about your friends. It's all about the people of this city. We are, we are doing more, reaching more, giving more, trying to do more. For people, not for ego, for people, not for, not for ambition, for people, not so we could say we're doing this, but for people. God says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and the left. Not, not just so we can be bigger. Here's why. And your descendants will inherit the nations. It, it's for people. It's for our children. It's, it's to build a house for us. Our babe, this is what we're doing this for. Let me have the keys come up because I'm going to wrap it up. I've taught on giving for three weeks. If you're not giving by now, there's no point. I don't need to preach for an hour. Y'all know what I'm saying? It's for people. This is all about people. This is all about souls. And, And there's two groups of people that we're radically committed to, and the first is the lost. You know, when, when the woman in John 4 had this in, radical encounter with Christ, here's what she said, come and see. Yes. Yeah. Right. A man that told me everything I've ever done. Come and see. Yes. Come and see. You got to have a place to invite them to. Yes. 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 Come to my church. Yes. 
Come hear this preacher. Come listen to this music. Your kids are going to love it. It's safe. It's awesome. It's excellent. It's, it's for you. There's a place for you. Come and see. We got we to gotta have a place to invite people to. And, and we believe this because we believe Jesus is the only way. We, we, we believe this because we believe Jesus loves people. We're, we're doing this because we know that life is short and eternity is long because there is a heaven and there is a hell. We're, we're doing this for people, to reach people, to have a house for people that, that people on, the, on their worst day will remember. I remember driving by that building. I remember there's a church over there. I, re- I remember there's a place. I, s- I saw that thing on Instagram. I-, I saw that my friend invited me one time. My, my friend posted about it in their story. One t- there's got to be a place. Come and see what Jesus can do in your life. We're doing this for the lost, but we're also doing it for the found. For all the unchurched or de-churched or... Not been to church in a long time, Christians in our city. We're doing it for them. We're doing it for people who, who were burnt out at their last church or burnt out with religion or burnt out with a pastor. I have a lot of church hurt. We're doing it for them. We're doing it to, to bring sheep back into the fold with passionate worship and bold prayers and anointed preaching and deeply rooted community. We're... Don't get it twisted. We're building a church for Christians. You got to understand this. Not to become a Christian country club. Not to build a church where Christians are comfortable. But a place where Christians can be fed and can be led and can be ministered to and can be prayed for and can get a word from God and can learn something new. And and we're always going to live a little bit in that tension of we're going to reach people for Christ and we're going to reach Christians. And we're, and we're always going to do that and we're never going to shy away from that. So this is why I'm giving today. I'm giving for the already over 7,500 people who have given their life to Christ in this church. And I'm giving for the next 75,000 people that are going to give their life to Christ in this church. I'm giving for the hundreds and hundreds of people who have been water baptized in this church and the thousands more that will be water baptized. I'm giving for the thousands of believers who have found a church and a family at City Light and the tens of thousands still to walk through these doors. I'm giving today for Click and Gail Clark beautiful couple who chose City Light for many reasons, maybe most importantly for their teenage children. Yeah. They wanted a church that could speak the language of their children in a relevant way. So they chose their conviction and calling to reach their children, even above style and comfort. I'm giving a day for Jeff and Cynthia Mockby, who not only found a home at City Light Church, whose gifts have not only flourished here, but they found each other in this house. And through many challenges and trials in this last season, they now have a testimony of the faithfulness and sustaining grace of God. I'm giving today for Pastor Omar El-Takori, who pulled me aside when we planted this church 
and he said, Pastor Javen, with all due respect, I don't want to get stuck behind a camera. I feel like, I feel like there's something more in me. We didn't know then that Omar's gift and voice would impact people, not only in this church, not only in the marketplace, but now literally around the nation. I'm, I'm giving today for Austin Pentagas, who's a, hey, who's a young teenager who has thrived in this house. He's honing his gifts in this house. He's growing his talent in this house. He's thriving in his faith in this house and is now working with some of the greatest industry leaders in America. I'm giving today for Daniel and Amy Witters who have been totally changed by this church. Dee was another casualty of casual Christianity working in the Las Vegas nightlife, but after a radical encounter with Jesus Christ, he, by faith, walked away from a high-paying security job at the largest strip club in America, and he opened his own barber shop. Yeah. That wasn't easy. And the road has not always been easy for them, but Jesus said in Mark 10 that if you're willing to walk away from this world system, you will reap in this life 100-fold. I'm, I'm giving today for Sam and Kara Coleman, a young married couple, doing all they could to honor God. And they found this church through a friend and their lives have never been the same. The Lord only knows the impact that this couple will make in our city and in our nation because of their obedience to God. I'm giving today for my brother, Corey Obeno, who has been transformed through the relationships he's built in this house. That after many challenges and issues with a back surgery back in 2019, the Lord surrounded him with godly men who prayed for him and encouraged him through that terrible fiery child. Over the years, Corey has become radically committed to his daily time in the scriptures and prayer, and it has changed his life. God is not finished writing the Albano story. And I know their best days are still in front of them. Today I'm giving for Jocelyn Tan, who was saved in this church, baptized in this church, filled with the Holy Spirit in this church, discipled in this church, loved in this church, released into service in this church. Today I'm, I'm giving for Goldie Ray Chavez. <laughs> A young woman with a big future. I'm given so that her and her friends can be raised in a church where they know Jesus loves them and all things are possible and nothing is too big for their God. I'm giving so that she can thrive spiritually and emotionally and relationally. I'm giving today so that whether she feels to go into ministry or business or stays at home with her children, she'll know that in this house, come on, everybody say in this house. Uh, that in this house she'll be celebrated and empowered to do whatever is in her heart. That's why I'm giving today. And, and, and my wife and I, we sowed our offering last night. But, but my daughter walked up to me in the kitchen recently and said, Dad, here, here's, here's the money for the new church. And I honestly don't want to give this. I don't want to give this because I want to keep this forever and I want to hold on to it. But I, but I know the power of seed. Yeah. 
so I can't rob her of her blessings. I'm going to have to give this today. But here's what I said. Why are you giving this? And she goes, because God is so big and he needs a bigger building so we can reach more people. And if a six-year-old can say that, I'm going to do whatever I can do to build God a house. Because it's not about land and it's not about buildings and it's not about City Life Church and it's not about Javen Chavis. It's about people. It's about the next generation. And we're going to build God a house. It's in my heart to build God a house. It's in my heart to build God a house. It's in my heart to build God a house. And I've told you for a month, obey God, but you, you better not let a six-year-old out give you. That's all I'm going to say. We better, y'all better get some. It's in my heart to do it. It's a good thing to do it. it. It's, I just, I felt the boldness of the Lord today to say, it's not wrong for me to ask this of you because it was, it was in that beautiful broken heart of David to say, oh God, I want to build you a house. Lord, it's not right that I'm living in this house and you're in a tent, Lord. I want to build you a house. I, there was just something in him that wanted to honor God. And God goes, I like that. God didn't need a building. God could have said, no, man, don't worry about it. But he goes, I like that. I like your heart that wants to be generous. So I'm going to let you give as the Holy Spirit leads you today. This is sacred, it's holy, it's beautiful. A lot of ways to give, huh? Many of you will do it online. That's what, that's what we did last night. Of course, you can text your amount. So you, the phone number is 84321, and then you text the number that you're giving. And then the word miracle, you can give up to uh, 9,999. You can't give above that on text. So if you want to give above that, you'd have to do it a different way. Of course, there's all the envelopes and all that in your seat back in front of you. You want to give that way online. All this is available to you. When you go online, you'll see tithe, and then you'll see miracle offering. If you're giving with an envelope, make sure to designate that. It's all about people. It's all about people. It's all about people. It's all about people. Lord, I'm so grateful for the generosity of this amazing church. Lord, I thank you that as they give, you will honor that gift of faith, that gift of honor. Bless your people, Lord, for their obedience and for their sacrifice. Bless them with unusual miracles and unusual favor. Lord, we are not attempting today to buy a miracle. We know we couldn't, and we know we don't need to. But we are today attempting to first and foremost honor you 
build a house for you to dwell in and for people to come to. Lord, it is our honor to do this. As we honor your house and as we build your house, I pray you would honor our house and build our house. Protect your people today. Bless your people today. Speak to your people. Encourage your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus' name. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Whew. The Lord is good. Come on. Isn't that God so good? Can I get an amen? Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm very humble. And I'm all shook up. I guess you are too. I hear a lot of sniffles in the house. I didn't. All right. I want to shake your hand. If you want to debate about giving, don't come up to me. <laughs> I'm not in the, don't mess with me today. Just be nice. Shake my hand. Say hi. Tell me you love me. I love you. But I want to get... You know, Pastor. No, not today. Not today. Uh, <laughs> Omar, get it before I start talking. I love you. I love you.